it's Dr. Marissa Lee Naismith here, and I'm so honored to be sharing today's Solo Round episode with you. In these episodes, my goal, which has been inspired by my own personal and professional journey, is to help you as a member of the voice community learn how to take control of your voice, not just as singers, but in life. I've spent the last 40 years commercially active in the music industry as an award-winning professional vocalist, singing teacher, voice researcher, and music industry mentor, training others how to make the transition from the studio into the professional world. What I've learned is that as singers, our whole body is the instrument, and our instruments echo how we feel physically, mentally, and emotionally. You can learn how to take charge and optimize your instrument and ultimately become the director of your own life. So how would you like to increase your levels of focus, productivity, confidence, energy, and change your mindset to feel fulfilled each and every day? I'm so excited to share ideas with you and to help you learn how to live your best life and become a role model for those you serve. Remember that to sing is more than just about learning how to use the voice. It's about a voice and beyond. Now, without further ado, let's go to today's episode. Hi, everyone. I am so, so proud to be launching my new podcast series called A Voice and Beyond. This fortnightly podcast is targeted at the singing voice community and it's focused on self-care and personal development and self-growth. So this show has been inspired by my own journey and my learnings and my curiosity into how to deal with some health issues that happened to me almost two years ago. My journey of self-care and personal growth and development started while I was completing a PhD. On March 26, 2019, I pressed the submit button for my PhD and I thought I was going to hear bells and whistles and that I was going to feel elated, relieved and so many wonderful feelings, but I didn't feel any of these. In fact, when I went home, I actually felt really empty. In the following days, I started to feel sad. I started to feel grief because I had given up so much time with my grandchildren, with my family that I could never get back again. I felt anger and I felt alone because none of my friends bothered to call me anymore. They always knew that I was busy and I had no time for them. I had been working on my PhD full time while I was working full time. So my evenings would be spent working on the PhD after a full day of work. And then my weekends were consumed with more research and more writing. So when it all came to an end, I felt like I had nothing left. I had no friends. I had no memories of family. I had nothing. So that sort of spiraled into me suffering from chronic anxiety and mild depression. The other issue was that I thought that once I submitted the PhD, that the adrenaline that was running through my body to keep myself going throughout that time would stop. 
but I would lay there at night and I could feel that adrenaline and it was still running through my arms and my legs and they were tingling with all this energy and I had nowhere to put that energy anymore. The PhD was done. So I was a mess. And I started to reflect on that time. So what I discovered was that for years I had gone next, 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 achieving one thing after another, even achieving almost every goal that I set for myself. I just felt empty and I just was looking for my next. Some of these goals were in my professional world while others were in my personal life. Some of these goals were big ticket items, such as the one of completing a PhD. And then I had a goal of landing a book publishing deal. I was a high achiever and at times I set ridiculously, almost unachievable standards for myself. And every time I shared my achievements on social media or with my family and friends, the most common response that I got was what an inspiration I was to others and to them. People would often call me a pocket rocket, especially at work. And I was often asked, where do you get that amazing energy from? But these comments just made me feel as though I was an imposter because all I felt on the inside was empty, always looking for my next. I had never stopped to ask myself, why was this so? Why was I always so dissatisfied with my life and with my accomplishments, no matter how amazing they were to others? Why was there such a feeling of emptiness in the pit of my stomach always? Somewhere along the journey of my life, I had become so busy pleasing others and living up to their expectations that I'd stopped serving myself and doing things that made me feel happy and made me feel good. I had lost my best self and I was being seduced by the thoughts and the beliefs of others. What I discovered after taking time out every day for self-reflection was that my body mind and spirit were all disconnected and I was completely out of alignment with my passion and my purpose. That moment of self-discovery almost two years ago was the beginning of my healing journey and some amazing changes that have led to me wanting to share my story in this podcast. What I had to learn back then was that the true meaning of success is a reflection of our own perception of ourselves and who we truly are on the inside. And I was burnt out by trying to achieve my own idea of success. My perceptions were really messed up and I had to learn to reconnect with my true self and give myself permission to breathe, to be still, to be present, to be satisfied, feel accomplished, grateful enjoy the process and take a moment to create beautiful memories along the way. I also discovered that like the ocean, we too have ebb and flow. Not everything can be smooth sailing in our lives all of the time. You can only have joy when you experience sorrow and you can only appreciate success when you have disappointment. And it's okay to acknowledge those moments of sadness and allow them to pass, be grateful for them, and then just move on. It's when you fight those most difficult moments in time and try to push through them that we become ill. Some may call it being diseased. 
when we suppress our feelings, they don't go away. No matter how hard we try, they will just keep simmering until they do nothing else but boil over. It's when our bodies and our minds are on a collision course with one another and this creates disharmony within us. This is when we can begin to spiral downwardly in our mental and physical health. We must learn to acknowledge our feelings and these reactions in these moments in our lives as opportunities to learn and for growth. If we can do that, what would otherwise have become a festering sore will not even become a blimp on our radar in the grand scheme of our lives. So I started my healing journey of self-care. And this has become so important to me. Self-care for me is taking care of myself first and being true to my needs to better serve myself before others, including my students. And this in turn has led to the betterment of their outcomes. Self-care means scheduling time for an activity that leaves me feeling peaceful, confident or healthy. Self-care to me means taking care of all those areas of my life that empower me to show up each day at my best. This includes eating well, prioritizing exercise, and taking quiet time for myself each day to be in the moment and to reflect when needed. But the best gift of self-care I can give to myself is to get adequate sleep. My self-care had to be vamped up even further during COVID-19 when I felt that all the things that mattered to me had been taken away. The gym, connection with other people, my friends, my colleagues, my students and my family. I couldn't even visit my 98-year-old mother for a year because she lived in another state and the state borders were shut down. I had to learn to center myself amidst the chaos and the stress, the struggle and the challenges of things that I had no control over. Instead of consuming fake news on social media and curling up in a corner, eating chocolate and drinking wine while watching Netflix, I started to listen to all the amazing thought leaders I could find, such as Jay Shetty, Brendan Bouchard, Lewis Howes, Brené Brown, they're all so inspirational for me. I would walk for an hour every day and consume all this information. And I felt so inspired that I would go home and write based on something that had been a topic of one of their shows. I used this time to recalibrate, reinvest in myself both professionally and personally. I wanted to have clarity and focus on the things that were important to me. So I needed to make changes in my life. And this was my way of feeling good every day and being very intentional about it at a time when we were all in lockdown and disconnected from our realities. So I want to tell my story. I want to share my experiences and hope some of you can connect to it somehow. This may be hard for some of you because as singing teachers, we're all so busy taking care of everybody else and we don't put ourselves forward. We think of self-care as something that is selfish. But the problem is that you can't take care of everyone else if you're not taking care of yourself first. And are you someone that is always looking after everyone else's needs before your own? How many of you take time out every day for self-care or just do something that brings you joy? Self-care simply means taking care of yourself, putting yourself and your needs above everyone else's as a way to protect, preserve and respect yourself. 
You can do this by setting boundaries, being aware of your thoughts and being in tune with your feelings and your actions so you can be your best self and especially when you show up for your students. You can teach, role model and mentor with good intentions. Self-care can simply mean saying no at times. I have become so much more organized since dropping things off my daily to-do list. And the best list you can make for yourself is a not-to-do list at times. As you learn to dial into yourselves, you can elevate your life. So now is the time for you to make the decision to create opportunities, take action and experience growth as a person and in your teaching practice. We must become students of life and embark on a journey of lifelong learning. And it's going to take time and effort for you to recalibrate your mindset about all of this. And making change is the hard choice and continuing on as you are right now is easy. Sometimes you need to leave the harbour and embark on a difficult journey to make positive changes in your life. And no one said it was easy. However, if you decide to remain on the boat in the security of the harbour, it will be even harder long term. By sailing away, you create the opportunity for change and the opportunity to learn and to grow. Be prepared that making change will trigger all kinds of negativity and self-sabotage. Be the captain of your ship and of your life and your body. Remain steady while the seas are rocky and you will acquire sea legs and you will become the captain. If something is not difficult, it is not going to produce growth. Own your experiences along the way and don't be ashamed of the setbacks. You will arrive at your destination safely even when the seas are rough. You know, life is full of anxiety and stress as every day presents itself with a situation or a scenario that creates an unexpected setback. That's just life. But I want everyone to live their best lives. I want everyone to feel good about themselves. I want you all to be the role models that your students expect you to be. Be the people that our students look up to. We are their role models. So I'm so excited about this podcast and there will be a new episode launched every fortnight and that'll be on platforms such as iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music and many, many others. So I'm going to rotate the style of the shows to include both interview and solo rounds. In the interview rounds, you will learn and be inspired by some amazing healthcare practitioners such as naturopaths and psychologists. There will be voice teachers, some of your very favorite voice teachers who are internationally renowned. And there will be music industry professionals who will also share their stories, their knowledge and experiences in their specialized fields. I really can't wait to introduce this stunning lineup of guests to you. In the solo rounds, my goal as your host is to share new ideas and perspectives and to help you as a member of the voice community reach your highest performance levels in every area of your life to help you stay focused, be more fulfilled, be more excellent and on purpose. So make the commitment for self-care and personal development right now. My intention in this show is not to preach about self-care, but to teach. And it's not my intention to shame, but to educate. Topics will include 
how to set up your morning routine for successful outcomes. We will talk about sleep, nutrition, exercise and movement, goal setting, stress, anxiety, just to name a few topics. So this is why the show has been called A Voice and Beyond, because I believe that the voice is a higher form of self-expression. And as singers, our whole body is the instrument and our bodies echo how we are feeling physically, mentally, and emotionally. If we have a kink in our system, that kink is going to be there when we sing. So to sing is more than just learning how to use the voice. It's about a voice and beyond. I look forward to joining you in the coming episodes. hope you enjoyed this episode of A Voice and Beyond. Now is an important time for all of us to spread positivity and empowerment in our Singing Voice community. It's time for you to invest in your own self-care, personal growth and education. Use every day as an opportunity to learn and to grow so you can show up for your students feeling energized, empowered and ready to deliver your best. Be the best role model and mentor you can possibly be and watch your students thrive as you do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please make sure to share it with a friend or a colleague who you think will be inspired by this. Copy and paste the link and share it with the people you think will enjoy listening to this show. Please share it on social media and use the hashtag A Voice and Beyond. If you would like to help me, please rate and review this podcast and cheer me on by clicking the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts right now. I would love to know what it is you enjoyed the most about this episode and what was the biggest takeaway for you. I promise you there are many episodes to follow as I'm committed to bringing you more inspiration and conversations just like this one. I'd like to finish up with my final thoughts. Remember that to sing is more than just learning how to use the voice. As singers, our whole body is the instrument and our bodies echo what we feel physically, mentally and emotionally. So singing is not just about the voice. It's about a voice and beyond. Please take care of yourself and I look forward to your company next time. 